What's your favorite breakfast sandwich, Brad? My favorite breakfast? Oh, man. Gosh, uh, let's start with the bread. Yeah. Well, the bread's the bread is negotiable. You like a muffin? You like a biscuit? Do you do like a croissant? A lot. Uh, oh. Those are all fine. Like an English muffin? Uh, I'll take any. Okay. Let's say, but in the home, it's usually a wheat bread or Ooh. occasionally a bagel. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm a straight up biscuit or English muffin guy. Well, biscuit is the ideal, but you can't. Yeah. It's just a special occasion. Do you not bake biscuits? I make uh, biscuits like uh, twice a month, probably. Bis- oh, really? Yeah. We should, should come over. Biscuits are very tricky. Uh, as I you can know. teach you well, how to make got biscuits. a family recipe. I have a, uh, look, I got an ancient family recipe from, uh, it, it was passed down from generation to generation through Good Eats. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's that ancient font of wisdom. Yeah. Uh, we, I, we went down a little bit of a biscuit hole recently. Well, not like in, a, in the last couple of years. Okay. Uh, looking at like different types of flour. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like wheat versus like white bleached, lily is what you want. But specifically, it's just, like different types of proteins in the mm-hmm. flour and people analyzing like what types of, you know, the water from different localities that you're putting in there. It's like it's right up there with bagels in terms of like you need every variable to be exactly right to get exactly the biscuit well, you're, you're looking for. So there was a. There was a New York Times article about biscuit flour like a month ago, maybe oh, two wow. months ago. Okay. And oh, the, they, the, the knowledge is spreading. There's a there's a white lily. There's like an underground railroad for white <laughs> lily flour huh. to bring it to the West Coast. Wow. Um, like people will bring bags in their suitcases when they go to South Carolina mm. or, or Tennessee. Ooh, traveling with bags of flour seems dangerous. My parents brought a couple of sacks for me. I guess if you like double bag it, you're probably safe. Yeah, put it in a Ziploc. It's fine. You do not want a bag of flour exploding in your luggage. It's better that than a bag of sh- a thing of shampoo. That's, uh, I guess so. You think the shampoo I would guess. be self-cleaning, but it turns out it's not. No, probably not. But what if but washing the flour out, getting flour wet, not it's probably fine. Yeah. Um. Anyway, okay. Biscuit biscuits are great. Uh, whatever. Any kind. I'll take okay. just about any kind of. Bread. You got your biscuit. You got uh, your bread. Honestly, whatever. I am pretty meat and potatoes as far as the contents of a breakfast. You like a scrambled egg? Like a yeah, like an like an egg, meat and cheese. You ever do like a runny fried egg in there? Yeah, I, I like, like that. to break the yolk. Have you ever done the kind of uh, over easy uh, fried egg in a, in a sandwich without breaking the yolk? And then you take a bite and just hot molten yolk. Oh, it's so good. Shoots out across the room. I, no, I want it to shoot right into my mouth. Uh, the aiming the yolk is, <laughs> can be yep. a little tricky. Gina does this thing that really disturbs me where she puts the egg in and she fries it and she gets it like half fried and then she just stirs it all up yeah, in the pan. I've done that. It's, yeah, it's unholy. That's, that's, the safe, okay. that's the safe way to go. Oh, no. sausage, bacon. What's what's your meat on there? Well, I'm gonna say a ham. It's nice and flat. Ham. Ham is flat, stackable, and easy to. <sighs> I don't know, know just, why we're friends. Ah. Welcome to Brad and Will Made a Tech Pod. I'm Will. Hi. Hello, Will. It's oh, hello. Uh, early in the a.m. here. Yeah. Again. High energy today, though. Time I noticed to, you right. said last week we were a little low energy, so let's pump it up. We're let's, caffeinated. Yeah. I poured some coffee on the table. We're went, good to go. You went to bed late. I woke up early, but let's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Never the Twain Shell Cross today. So a few months ago, one of the first things we talked about was batteries. Uh-huh. Batteries, it turns out, are complicated. You yes. know what's even more complicated than batteries? I'm afraid, I learned I am this afraid, week. I'm afraid to ask. Chargers. Yeah. In the good old day. And look. 
things are better now than they were 15 years ago when, mm-hmm. when every device had its own custom plug. At least yeah. now everything has like one of the 20 different flavors of USB yes. physical connectors yeah. on the end. Everybody has a drawer or had a drawer full of uh, Motorola and LG and a bunch of Nokia. Nokia had like 20 different connectors at one point. Yes. They didn't even use the same ones within the product lines. Yeah. It was madness. Yes. Okay. Things are better. Thanks to the EU for fixing that. Because, you know, they said, hey, look, everything has to have a USB port like 15 years ago. Okay. And, and everybody but Apple stuck with that. <laughs> However, even though the physical connectors have gotten pretty straightforward, mm-hmm. the, the, the electronic, the way that the electrons travel through the wires and into your batteries has gotten more complicated. It is, it is remarkable to me how complicated it is and how poorly they convey that information. It is not communicated. I it's had not. to do a lot of reading to figure this stuff yeah. out. Like one cable looks just like another, but it might have completely different capabilities. Exactly. Even up to the present. Well, we've talked about how shitty even USB-C is. Like even, oh. even now, you would think USB-C would be the one where they fixed it all. But nope. no, it got worse. Um, well, so, okay, here's the things that are good. One is that the charging controllers, which are usually in the device, not on the charger side anymore, will keep whatever charger you're using from messing up your batteries. Okay, that was actually was probably going to be my first real question is, is it actually possible to damage always devices, but but probably not by charging it? Okay. Um, There are exceptions, like if you have homemade drones where you have big LiPo battery packs that do not have electronics on them, they're just LiPo battery packs, and then you want to make sure you use a charger that's compatible with those battery cells so you don't light them on fire and burn your house down and fill it with white lithium (laughs) smoke. That's a different kind of damage than I had in mind, but okay. Yeah. um, However, in like consumer electronics stuff, normal consumer electronics stuff, even commercial drones like DJI drones and stuff like that, the reason those batteries are expensive is that they have the con- the, the charging the controller circuits okay, built in. So okay. that like that on that regard, you don't have to worry about that. And and the nice thing about what USB has done is it's given a base level of charging compatibility that you can rely on. Okay, so real quick, what are what would be the terms for supplying too much or not enough power? Undervolt, overvolt, or those? It depends on the... I, boy, that's a good question. I don't know that. Okay. Um, I, just, I just like jargon. But the reason I ask is, so is... I've always worried that not supplying enough power to something might be enough to somehow cause some issue. But is that is that the case or no? Under supply is not a problem. Okay, so that's why you're never going to actually hurt anything. Like I I know you might not charge properly or at all, but you're not going to actually. You shouldn't damage it permanently. Presumably, okay. Yeah, unless you're doing something, unless something really weird happens. Because that's something that comes up all the time now that that you have a drawer full instead of proprietary chargers. You've got a drawer full of iPhone bricks, iPad bricks, or you know, or Android equivalents. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you've got a bunch of bricks that all have USB ports on them, but they don't all supply the same amount of power. So you might be plugging, say, an iPad into an iPhone charger, and it's not going to do any good for you, but I didn't know if it's actually going to hurt anything. Well, so the nice thing about USB is that it has established essentially a least common denominator for charging. Okay. And that is what USB 1 delivered, which was 500 milliamps or half an amp of power uh, of energy uh, at five volts, okay. which gives you a max wattage of two point five watts. Oh boy, here we go. Yeah. We're going to do some. We're going to volts and watts. Should we explain what this stuff is? We'll do this again. Milliamp hours. I see that you didn't put VAC on here, but I want to ask about that as well. I don't know what VAC oh, is. No, it's volt. Uh, oh, uh, it's alternating current voltage, right? Yes, it's volt. Yeah. Yes, because that's how my UPS measures consumption, and I don't know how to do the calculation. <laughs> Oh, but oh, well, yeah, let's not let's that, <laughs> we're not going to get into that. Okay, That's too much too early for that. OK, so volt. So if you imagine that electricity flows through wires like water flows through a pipe, uh, the amps. Are, is the diameter of the pipe. So that's the amount, the total width of uh, the total amount of volume of electricity that can go through the pipe. At once. That can go through. They can. Okay. The volts is the pressure on the pipe. 
That's so how much is actually going, of the water. That's how much is actually going through. Uh, no, or well, no, that's no. The, and watts is the total amount of water that's traveling through. So watts is the is power. Okay. That's like that's energy over time. Um, and volts and amps describe that in a different way. So, okay. so and then the other thing we'll talk about is milliamp hours, which is like it's the size of your bucket. So milliamp hours is what you use to measure battery uh the, the battery capacity the battery capacity okay. and it's basically the bucket for electrons that are in play for you, you know a- activating your devices and in in phones we're talking about like 2000 2500 2800 milliamp hour batteries um in cars we're talking about kilowatt hour okay. batteries and that's what's on your power bill right isn't that what the power yeah, that's the what power your power, that's what your power company charges kilowatt hours um and these are in this case since we're talking about batteries we're talking about dc direct current not alternating current I don't know what the I don't I don't remember how to do conversions for that stuff <laughs> off the top of my head. It's been twenty years since I had to do that. So, yeah. and I, I I feel like the energy is the same. There's there's loss in trans in conversion because like your transformers heat up and stuff like that. But I don't think that like fundamentally the stuff it works the same. Okay. Is my is my you, people will write us letters to yes. let us know. Let's just run with that assumption. Yeah, probably. I haven't. I wrote this in here. I don't remember why, but I said <laughs> maybe don't use strange USB ports or cables to charge your stuff. Oh, right. That's right. So because the controllers are on the batteries and not on the chargers, the batteries, the, the the battery controllers and the chargers have to talk to each other. So there has to be a data connection to get more than the than the base level. I see five volts, you know, half milliamp, 2.5 watts that so are, USB one provides. So are you saying you could be plugging into a dumb charger that is just putting out a constant? If yeah, flow? like if, if, for example, we have an iPad charger uh, that we use to run our, our audio recorder here. Yes. And. If this was a data, if this was a power only USB cable, because the trick is USB is power and data, right? Right. right. So if you cut the data lines and only leave the power lines connected, the Zoom and the power brick won't know how to talk to each other to to negotiate whatever power the Zoom can support. So does that mean the power brick is just going to keep putting out its maximum output? No, it's going to only do the five. It's only going to get oh, the five. Oh, the five volts, okay. two point five oh, so, watts. So, so even there, you're not going to damage anything. No, it's, you're not. Gonna, it's, it's you're just not going to get what you want. It defaults to the safe thing. Okay. But okay. but okay. what will happen is on like a higher higher draw device like your iPad. If we plug your iPad into that. Your iPad will drain if you use your iPad while it's plugged in. It will drain, drain faster, faster than it charges. Than charging, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so that's like that's that's why we need these higher standards, and that's why you can't just use like what what people call a USB condom, but it's basically <laughs> a no data USB cable right. to charge like a modern smartphone right. or a switch or something like that. Right. So, as a general rule, I recommend against plugging your USB devices into like Lyft driver chargers yeah. and. Because uh, a lot of the phone security is based on not having physical access to the device, and when you're plugging in your your random device to a random charger, you're giving them physical access to the device. Uh, usually, you still have to press a confirmation or something, but that's not guaranteed in a world where there's a bunch of root kits out for yeah. all the phones. Lots of good reasons not to do that. Yeah, carry a battery. Uh, but yeah, it's everybody should have a battery. Yeah, they're cheap now. Yeah, and we talked about it in the disaster preparedness. No, yes. it's a bucket yes. for electrons. You want that? Yeah. And so there's two parts of this, I think, for me. Okay. One is the what what you how you charge over a wire, and then since I got an iPhone ten, the wireless charging pads have become available yeah. for those phones, and I love them. I totally they're the I, business. I, I'm I'm excited to dig into the underlying tech of wireless charging because I I have an iPhone eight, which yeah same not, thing, not quite as fancy, but you know it's the same year. You were um, on the same model. 
But I will say when I bought it, the wireless charging was the last feature on the list that I thought I would care about. Oh, God, it's it has, so good. In fact, it has turned out to be the thing that I love about that phone the most. It is so incredibly convenient. I haven't plugged my phone in in years yeah. at this point. Probably the only time I will plug it in is if I'm in a situation where it's like, oh, it's a 10 percent and I got to go somewhere in half an hour. Yeah, I'm going to plug it into the iPad charger and get it as juiced as possible, as fast yeah. as possible. But otherwise, for just day to day, like the, the wireless is the way to go. So we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. So. So we'll talk about that toward the end of the show, but right now we're going to talk about what USB does. So we talked about 500 milliamps, five volts for 2.5 watts, and you 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 calculate this by type, by multiplying the number of amps, not milliamps, by the number of volts, and that equals watts. So it's, okay. it's uh, yeah, okay. you, you don't have to know that. Uh, I, maybe I. I'm not sure if I should mention this now or at the end, but uh, amps seems to be the way that most chargers label themselves. Is that right? Yeah. From what I've seen, like if you're looking at the tiny print on the bottom of a, an iPad charger or whatever, it's going to be an A, right? That's the unit that you typically are looking at. Yeah. So like this one is a is a five amp okay. charger. I and think like, I, I can't think, remember. I think most of your little iPhone bricks will be like a one. Yeah. This like, is a nine amp charger, actually. I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And like that's good to know, right? Because it kind of tells you how how much juice you're going to get out. That tells you how fa- like in the same way that milliamp hours tells you how much battery how much capacity the battery bucket has amps tells you how fast you can push energy toward the phone. Cause just like, just like with water, the size of the pipe and the pressure independent of each other. Don't tell you anything, right? They just tell you how much, how much theoretical capacity you have and how much water pressure you have, but not how much water is flow. Like amps is the, the amount of water flowing through the pipes, you have gallons per minute. Right. So in terms of USB, out of the box, USB one and USB two. Well, okay, all USB offers this because it's all backwards compatible. But USB one and USB two offer two point five watts, so five milliamps, five volts. That's it. USB three added some new stuff, so they added higher hi- higher amps at five volts. So you can do five volts at five hundred milliamps or nine hundred milliamps for up to four point five watts. USB three came out way after the iPad. Apple had been doing some proprietary stuff. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually have a question about the lightning connector, but I'll save it until we get uh, there. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other, whole other. Yeah. Okay. Um, the point is USB three was enough to charge like phones at the time, kind of, but even by then we were getting phones that were, the batteries were too big to charge at four at nine amps or four, at 4.5 Watts for more than, you know, it, it just wasn't fast enough. Um, so you're looking at like eight hours to charge your phone or something like that. And that's not, that's not, or charge your tablet. And that's ridiculous. Yes. Um, USB 3.1, when they added USB C and USB PD, which is the USB power delivery spec is when we started seeing laptops that had power bricks that were USB C power bricks. Yeah. Um, I I have to say seeing MacBooks that only have USB C ports on them. And I guess I'm sure there are other makers out there doing the same thing now. It's bonkers. That was yes, that was a very much a wow. We have crossed the threshold. This is this is a profound future moment of this laptop has no explicit dedicated power port on it anymore. They have a data standard now that can power a whole laptop. And like it's funny, I don't know that anybody expected this to happen with USB. Yeah, right. Like if you think about it, oh. when when people launched USB, it was like, hey, we have a, this is going to replace your serial ports. Right. Everybody was thinking about it just as a data thing, mm-hmm. and then the fact that it delivered power at the same time was just an added bonus for yeah. things like like small portable laptop drive, yeah, hard bus, drives, bus and, powered yeah. storage and stuff like that. It, yeah. It was, it was so like USB thumb drives could get power to work. So they didn't have to have a battery on them and stuff like that. Right. So, but, but then the EU 
um, basically said, look, everybody has to use a universal power connector on all the phones and it's going to be USB. It's going to be micro USB that that kind of turned a key for USB charging. And and some people suddenly were like, oh, this is a thing and this is a cable everybody has and the cables are dumb. So you don't have to do anything special to make them work right. Let's just make this the let's just make this the standard. And, how, it, and it's worked out. How does Apple get around that requirement? So they provide a dongle. Uh, oh, in, in, that, in that, Europe? Yeah, in Europe. That okay. is a micro USB to lightning dongle, Interesting. I think. Okay. Or maybe it's the other way. Yeah, I think you plug a micro USB into a dongle, a dongle that makes it a lightning adapter. Lightning, a male yeah. lightning. Yeah, connector. so they provide an adapter. Got it. I don't know if they have to do that anymore. They, that's how they used to do it. Um, okay, so USB 3.1, which is USB-C, the, 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 flip, the cable you can flip either way. Oh, Yes. Maybe this is demystifying something I never understood about USB 3.1. Is it? Is it other than the shape of the connector? Is it the same standard? Is that what you're saying? So USB-C so describes the physical standard. USB 3.1 describes the protocol and electrical standard. Okay. So well, let me let me back up. My my whole experience with 3.1 is that my motherboard has a single 3.1 port on it, and instead of a blue port, which is what USB 3 ports typically come in, it's red. Yeah. And, and is it tall too? No, it's the same shape. It's the same it's, size. It's, size. it's backwards okay. compatible with any old USB port or cable. Yeah, um, but I've never used it. I didn't know what special capabilities 3.1 had over 3.0. But are you saying that like it is essentially electrically and, and in terms of data, it's the same as what's going over USB-C cable? So USB-C cables is just a physical spec. Right. So it, what I yeah. mean is if I yes, if your USB-A that has yes, the red cable, if you plug a USB 3.1 cable into that and a USB 3.1 device into the other end, you should get the full USB 3.1 experience. They're, they're functionally there. equivalent yeah, other that's my understanding. The, to the shape of the connector. Okay, that's good to know. Okay, so 3.1 adds 5 to 20 volts at 500 milliamps, 900 milliamps, 1.5 amps, 3 amps, and 5 amps, which gives you, if you do that math, 20 times 5 is equal to 100. So you can power a 100-watt device. Yeah, 100 watts is a good chunk. That's a lot. It's like a laptop. It's yeah. a it's a ultra. Uh, most any ultrabook that doesn't have a dedicated GPU can be powered off of that yeah, at this yeah. point. I want to say uh, this is just a random data point, but I, my older MacBook, mm-hmm. I bought a charge extra charger for it. I think it's like an eighty four watt charger. Or something yeah, my like that. fifteen inch, my thirteen inch MacBook Pro was a was a was a eighty watt charger. Right. So like that is hundred watts is absolutely in the yeah. ballpark of of where laptops run. And just to be clear, like this is magic. Because in the old days, I went on a trip one time and forgot my laptop charger before MacBooks. And like I had a weird Dell and I was just basically boned. <laughs> there was no like I could. The only way I could get a charger was to order one right. from Dell. It's like, not like I could go to Best yes. Buy and buy a charger like, forget, for some random laptop. Forget grousing that you have to go buy a, an extra mm-hmm. charger. You just can't go buy an extra charger. Yeah, there's, there was no option. They're just not around. Yeah. Um, I ended up actually posting on Twitter and a fan loaned me a charger <laughs> for three days, which not, was amazing. Not an option that everybody has. Yeah, no, that's not a normal normal result. But um, but yeah, so this is a big deal because it means you can go buy like an Anker power brick and a USB-C cable and plug yeah. your Ultrabook in and right. it's just going to work. Well, yes, but even then you still need to kind of know what you're looking for in terms of how much it'll put out. Put out yeah, you you got to get into the specs. Yes. Um, and that's that's where this is kind of rough. Well, I, I guess that's I guess that's the idea behind USB PD is to have a standard that you can say, yes, this will do everything. That That is the idea. And there there I think one of the early devices was the switch. There's laptops that support it. Um, there's a bunch of phones that support it. It's it's a neat spec because it. Uh, and like power bricks and stuff like that. So uh, like battery backups and stuff like that. Uh, it's neat because power goes both ways. I didn't realize this, huh. but like if well, you well, plug in your phone to your, to your laptop in a USB-C port, 
and your your computer needs to draw power from the phone, <laughs> huh. it can. I don't know if that's the best idea, but sure. I mean, it's probably not a great idea, but, yeah. but it, it means that if you plug up like a battery backup in and then your GPU spins up in the laptop and it needs a little more draw than it's getting from whatever else, other source, it can pull it from the other from the outside. Huh. Um, I did not know that. Because it can provide up to 100 watts, you don't need external wall warts for like USB hard drives and stuff like that, unless you, unless you want them so they're not pulling power from your battery the whole time. But it's nice when you're like traveling and you want to plug in your external hard drive. It, that stuff just works. Yeah. Um, you can charge a laptop using a cable, using the, the same cable that you use for the display right. to an external monitor. Yeah. So like docking stations, less important now. I will say this is kind of tangential to this whole thing, but I really miss MagSafe and I wish that there were oh. MagSafe USB-C cables. You, know, you can get those. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's a whole... Oh, you would need an adapter, right? Because it's not built into the laptop anymore. Well, so there's there there are people that make... There's tons of them. You can find them on Amazon. I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll put the link was, in the show notes. I was actually looking at some no-name ones the other day, but... Whenever you're looking at any no name accessories that involve power are always a little bit uh, unnerving. So uh, people use them on VR controllers for charging. Okay. Because uh, like that's that's the first place I saw them. Uh, I usually look on Amazon for reviews and I go straight to the one star reviews and see how many people are complaining that these things killed their things. Yeah. And if it's like 50, then that's a pass <laughs> for me. But if it's like one, I just assume that's probably one or two. That's probably just a crank who, who User was error. Like, yeah, made yeah. a mistake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so usually they're like little, it's just like the stumpy part of the connector that you jam into the slot. Okay. And then there's a MagSafe type connector like some kind of that snaps on and yeah. breaks away. Yeah. Um, the problem I have with those often is that they don't sell the dongles separately. So like I have like 10 different VR controllers in my office right now. It would be really nice to just buy 10 of the plugs, plug those in yeah. and then have like two cables. I don't need 10 cables for the anyway oh, don't you i mean probably you never have too many cables it's really nice some of those are not uh, fast chargers though so like you have to look at the specs on the cables because if it's only a usb2 yes. cable then you're not going to get the and and like there's a weird situation where a lot of the usb-c cables are actually usb2 cables with usb-c connectors oh my god why so why would anybody have ever made that well because it, for power transfer it's fine so for fast charging, those work fine. Okay. But for example, if you need actually a USB 3.1 throughput like for the Oculus they, Link they, on the they, Oculus they, Quest. You mean data throughput? Yeah, data yes. throughput. Yes. Then then those won't work. I see. So because everybody was like, oh, I have a when the when the Oculus Quest announced that you could plug it into the PC and it would be a PC headset. Everybody's like, oh, it comes with a really long USB-C cable. This is perfect. Right. You plugged it in and and it doesn't work because it's a USB 2 cable. It doesn't have the bandwidth. Yeah. And I, like I've mentioned, I, I, I feel like I'm beating up on Raspberry Pi a little bit here, but they had that issue with the first. They fixed it. Is it fixed? Yeah. Oh, I can the finally, new versions have, uh, have full support. I can finally, you can order it now. I can finally yeah. buy one of those things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where I, I wish I had looked this up because it's complicated, but it's uh, specifically it's cables that have USB-C audio capability. I forget what the spec is called for that. Yeah. It's called, it's like an E-cable or something like that. Does that ring a bell? That seems right. Essentially, what was happening was the Pi was seeing those cables as an audio device and then like refusing to put out power because it thought it was connected to an audio. Perfect. Something along those lines. I might be mangling that a little bit. Or was it taking in power, right? Maybe, maybe it's something yeah. like that. That's what I mean. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. But point being, there are even more gradations of USB-C cables out there that don't advertise what they are Oh, yeah. Physically. It's a nightmare. Like you could have a stack of cables and they could all have different capabilities and limitations and you could not know what any of them are. Do you label your cables? No. So I usually just haven't really had a need to because USB three is good enough about being blue. that You could kind of tell. Well, that's true. And I don't have enough USB-C cables yet. I have like one. 
Oh, I so just don't have a lot of need for it. So I have one that came with my external GPU dock that's like a foot long because that's how long they could be when I bought that external GPU Wait, you dock. Have, you have one of those? Yeah. Oh, I've always been fascinated. Sorry, external external GPU dock. Like you're talking about like I have a, a box you have a, enclo- that I have a enclosure I that a video into. card goes into. Yeah. I've been fascinated with that concept since Thunderbolt came about like yeah, 10 years ago. And it's fine. Is it not as great as you think? The problem is that the in order to hold like a real GPU, they have to be huge. Yeah. So like I don't fans and stuff. Yeah. I, I don't have a carry on that's big enough to carry it oh, onto the plane. Well, I don't think most people are going to travel with. Obviously, you have a use case. I have a use travel. case. Yeah. <laughs> like the cool use case to me, and this turned out to maybe not be the best idea because laptop CPUs are usually pretty weak. But I always thought of it would be a cool idea to just have a laptop and this external GPU that you plug into at home to play games on. I have that. Right. It's not great. Yeah. So I guess in yeah. practice, that's not as cool as while we're talking about this stuff. Just, it's better than not having a laptop that can play games. Yeah, totally. totally. But it's not. But it's, it's, it's not. It's not, ideal. Des- it's not a desktop replacement. Um, it does make the laptop a lot quieter, though, because it oh. turns off the GPU in the laptop. Interesting. So like all the, the 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 massive cooling apparatus in the laptop has to cool as the CPU at that okay. point, And it's much more manageable. It's, it's cool that they make that even if it's not at all that I thought it would be cracked up to be. Yeah, uh, it's a neat it's a neat. Thing. I got the GPU dock for free when I bought the laptop, so oh, like wow. it wasn't. That's yeah. cool. That's neat. Right, last question, since we're just talking about random yeah. stuff here uh, about lightning cables that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Why are those still limited to USB two? Because isn't lightning configurable on the lightning end? That is, I I have no is idea. That, <laughs> I didn't look at that. I okay. didn't. I didn't actually get into that. I assume that that's because Apple is just using them for power at this maybe, point for maybe the most that's part. What it is. Yeah. Like like I think I think you're in. I mean, my guess is that their data shows that nobody transfers data over lightning cables anymore. Okay. I do. Really? Yeah. Do you back up? I put music on there. Wow. <laughs> yes, I know. Old man, Brad is at I it again. I know. I'm going to ask you about monitors at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I well, I don't know if I want to get into it. I, I found an app that plays, I, I guess, chiptunes is the best word okay. for it. Like dumps of, of console music from oh. like SNES, Genesis, NES ROMs, like those formats. Oh, you, like you can just load the ROMs up and it plays the music from them? Well, you don't even need the full ROMs because people just dump the music from them, which is a fraction of the size. Is it like a MIDI or something? It's a, it's the same concept as a MIDI. In fact, the player I'm using right now also supports general MIDI. <laughs> so I've got... <laughs> this is So does it have like a MIDI... Maybe MIDI embarrassing instru- to admit, but I have like the Doom soundtracks in MIDI on my phone. Dude, that sounds awesome. And like I have the entire library of like NES and Genesis and Super Nintendo okay. music and like it all takes up like tens of megabytes because they're all like every game is like 500k so, so hold on so it's it, like real-time synthesizing the music but the the, the, the the little the little dicky little app i'm using to do that needs to you have to transfer oh actually i take that back even that thing has an ftp server built into it so there even, you go. even there you don't have you to transfer FTP over it to you. <laughs> can you like does it model the the sound chips on the consoles right yeah Really? Well, you know, I'm sure Close you enough. could probably put the waveforms next to each other and pick Jeff out, would be able to tell pick out tiny differences. Yeah. But but as far as I can tell, it's it's pretty accurate. Mike Micah would be like this. This, yes. this was a C sharp and this should be in a C flat. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. This uh, is a mellow phone, not a melodica. Yeah, but it's yeah. close enough. That's it, cool. It works pretty well. Any, anyway, back to the exciting business of USB chargers. Yeah, so it's truly an electrifying Literally tens topic. of people interested in this topic, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, I thought this was I, like, just to be clear, we talked about this and I was like, this is this seems really boring. And then I got into it and it's like it is surprisingly complicated. Yes. But the sexy stuff comes with the contactless charging in a minute. Yes. The the, the number stuff is uh, it's easy to get lost in the weeds. But when you get into the practical yeah. lessons of like, here's which cables you can use with what and here's how fast they go and stuff. Th- those are good things to know. So, OK, there's some proprietary specs, too, that happened, I think, mostly because USB was like USB moves slow. So it you takes mean, like a the, while in terms like of the, 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 the consortium in terms of decision making. 
Well, in terms of the consortium and in terms of like rolling out products. Yeah, because once, the, once the specs are ratified, it takes like years for products to come out, right? Well, it, it, the products come out pretty fast, but it takes years for the products to get in the market. So like, yeah, you think about from the time USB 3 was announced to the time you had all USB 3 devices at your house was like five years, probably. Yeah, um, it's it, so uh, Qualcomm for phones that use Qualcomm ch- chipsets. There's this thing called Quick Charge, Qualcomm Quick Charge. There's four or five versions of that now. Um, basically Qualcomm quick charge 3.0, which is the, the, I think the important one, uh, goes up to 36 Watts. So it's like a third of USB 3.1. Okay. Um, and that's probably going to be the majority of Android phones, right? Or at least a huge chunk. It's Samsung. Okay. It's, it's Samsung, not Google. Okay. So everybody that uses a Qualcomm chipset can, I believe, use that. Basically the the newer versions qualcomm quick charge 4 and 4 plus are basically just usb pd uh with a little bit of a qualcomm implementation layered on top of them they also the, the quick qualcomm quick, quick charge shows up in weird places like my vive wireless kit uses a battery oh. pack that's a qualcomm quick, quick charge 3 battery pack so if you're if your vive wireless battery pack dies you don't have to buy the 80 dollar one from htc you can buy a 30 dollar one from Monker. um that's that's pretty much it. Uh, I, Apple has its own thing for fast charging for iPhone, which started with the iPhone 8, the 10, and and everything newer. Oh, I didn't even know that. And it delivers 2961 or 87 watts, <laughs> depending on which brick you're using. Huh. I don't know anybody that has an 87 watt MacBook brick because it's the big MacBook. Okay. But I assume that if you plug an iPhone into that, it's going to charge in like 60 seconds. <laughs> that's amazing. I bet it gets real warm. Yeah. I like I. Yeah, I'm. But even that, that's even that's not enough to damage. Here's the, the thing: the phone's not going to take. The phone is not going to let the it, charger okay. give it yes, more than it, it can it, take. It knows what it yeah, can handle. Okay. That's exactly it. Okay. Uh, and then the switch is another example of a, its own weird thing. Yeah. It is on paper kind of a USB PD implementation. Um, it can charge at either seven watts with any USB C brick, which, just to be clear, not fast enough to charge it while you're playing yes, games. Yes. Um, it if, will that will stem the bleeding of of your battery though, right? Like it, it'll slow it down. It, yeah, you'll at least get more time out of it. Yeah, and 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 um, it'll charge at thirty nine watts if you plug it into the official connector. You have to have thirty nine watts for the dock to work. Yeah, the dock doesn't work with less than that. Yes, um, switch is definitely the most dramatic. I think real world example of this stuff being uh, complicated because you had that huge wave of people frying their switches with third party docks. Well, that was to do that were, that were video out, I think right too right. I, I, I was it charging. <clears throat> I'm not sure that it was ever actually deduced exactly what was what was killing the switches. I've never gotten video out of a switch other than using the official dock. It's, it is it, maddening. It, my understanding is its video output is also super non-standard. That makes sense. Which uh, that's oh. just kind of Nintendo's thing. Um, I know that there are battery backups that you can use with the switch that will charge at the 39 watts. Uh, there's there's a a product I've had my eye on for a while that's not out yet. Called mm-hmm. the Genki Covert Dock. It was, a, it was kickstarted. It's sneaky. Yes, it's. Uh, I think they're close to. They might. I think they're maybe starting to ship it to the earliest backers right now. Ooh. But it's a little power brick. Yeah. Uh, probably the size of like your iPad charger, or a little bit bigger. That has a USB C port, a USB three, a USB A three point port. Yeah. And a an HDMI port. Ooh. And it functions as a switch dock in addition to being a charger for for all of those ports. And it can do video out too. Yes. Ooh. So, like you would plug your switch in with USB-C. It's literally just a wall plug. Like I said, it's tiny and it purports to be a fully functional video out switch dock. This sounds fabulous. I am super excited. I really want to try it out when 
it's actually ready to go. I literally spent 80 bucks so on a second Switch dock so right. I could stream Switch games right. without this, having to move my dock back and forth uh, from the main TV. This is about the same price, but it's so tiny and it'll function as a charger for all your other devices. I mean, you can put it in your bag. Yeah, like you could yeah. literally make it your power brick that you roll around with and it also just happens to be a functional Switch dock. They claim they have fully done their homework on all the Switch uh, power and video standard stuff and that it will be totally safe to use. That's awesome. We will see. Yeah, see how many switches they kill. That, that remains to be seen. Yeah, but uh, would you t- would you use your switch on that? Oh, probably. Would you be the first switch to plug in? Yeah, keeping on. That's why. That's why I'm keeping an eye on. Watch this space. The early backers getting their hands on it, but I would love to. I want to try that thing out. Uh, the you know the one thing I wasn't able to find out is if the switch light uses a different power since it's newer hardware. If mm. it uses a more um, more standard power implementation because there's no there's no video out on the USB C for the switch yes. light as I understand that's it. That's right. Um, so yeah, they, they took that hardware out. Yeah, presumably it should be simpler, but yeah. I, I don't know. And that's it. So is, uh, if there's one key takeaway from everything we've just talked about in terms of just straight up best practices, what would you say? You want some is, actionable information yes, that yes. people can apply Pe- to their life? People like action items. Um, okay, so if you want to know how to charge your, your business the fastest... Go look up your device, find out which version of USB or Samsung <laughs> Qualcomm Quick Charge yeah. it supports, uh-huh. and then buy bricks that support that standard. Okay. And if you do that and your cables are right and you plug them in, it will charge the fastest it can. Okay. It's never as clean as you would like. It's never, they don't have like cute branded ways for you to tell what that stuff is. You're still going to have to eyeball capacities and output and stuff like that. No, you shouldn't. Oh. So if you, oh, well, so like if your device supports USB 3 power delivery, yeah. PD, or Qualcomm Quick Charge, or okay, you can, if you buy Apple you stuff. You can get devices that just support that stuff, and, yeah. and chargers, and you should be good. And now there are power bricks on the market, like power, uh, like battery backups and power chargers and stuff like that from people like Anker and third parties that literally support everything. Okay. So like, uh, there's an Anker brick that supports Qualcomm Quick Charge 4, USB PD, and I think it even fast charges the Switch, but I'm not sure about that. Okay. People, people, it seems like, when I looked at those pages on Amazon, it looked like Maybe at some point they said it would charge the switch on the product description because there's questions about it in the comments and the reviews. And but I couldn't find any mention of the switch on the page. So maybe there was some sort of firmware update or something on the switch that jacked up their support for that. But yeah, so if you get the highest spec for everything, your stuff should just work. Okay. And that's that's pretty actionable. That's better than it used to be. But you know, some things are never easy. And sometimes it's nice to layer another level of complexity on top of an already complicated task. In in ironically, in pursuit of convenience. Sometimes convenience is better than speed. That's yeah, you can have it good, fast, or cheap. Yeah, convenient, fast, or cheap. Yes, pick which two. pick two? Are we talking about wireless charging? Let's talk about wireless charging. Okay, because like you, when they announced this, I was like, "This is dumb. I don't need this. I can plug in a cord." Yeah, I mean, I never thought it was dumb. I just didn't think it was something I would care about. I didn't care. I, I actively thought it was silly. <laughs> I was like, "This is the this is really incredibly lazy." Yeah. And then I went to a conference, and one of the chotch things in the bag was one of those Anker tilted. Uh, contactless chargers. It's like a phone stand. Yes, I own. I bought two of those. Those they're, things are the business. They're super cheap. They're like yeah. fifteen bucks. They, they don't come with chargers. You do have to supply your own brick. But we all have bricks. But you can also. There are plenty of like Samsung and they're thirty to forty dollar ones on the market that do have bricks. Look, I'm going to tell you what you should buy. For cables. Your, everyone should have on their desk like a six port USB charger. Okay. Because like a brick, like a like a like. The Anker has ones that have a cable that drops down and it's just like a rectangular rectangular box that has just like six USB ports and maybe one C port on the front. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody should have a USB, a multi-port USB charger on their desk. They cost like 25 or 30 bucks. Good to have. They charge all of your devices when you need to plug in like your PlayStation controller or your wireless mouse or whatever. It will talk to the mouse and it will know, hey, 
I can charge faster than anything else. So, so the multi, this is one of those places where the off-brand, like the 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 third-party ones, are better because the third-party ones support everything. Whereas the charger you get from Samsung is just going to support Samsung sure, stuff. Sure, the charger you get from Apple probably only talks to Apple stuff. You like Anker? I like Anker. Generally trustworthy. Anker is the one I have not been burned by Anker, okay. and like the Anker USB cables I bought have been unbelievably reliable. Okay. Just, just to be clear, we have zero relationship with these companies. We're just talking about our experiences. Yeah, no. here. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll I've, put links in. They might have affiliate links. Okay. And I, get my I, shit together. I, I tend to lean toward their stuff. I think I've got a, what is it called? Rav power is another fairly common yeah. brand. I've got one of their bricks and it seems pretty good too. Like, again, there are so many kind of no name or gray market ish, uh, power accessories on Amazon these days that some of it is a little bit frightening. So I don't, I don't, they, I, they, those two seem pretty trustworthy. Those are both legitimate companies. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't buy generic power bricks. Yeah. But just because, um, I fix it a few years ago, did a breakdown of like, a uh, a, a knockoff, Apple power adapter and a real Apple power adapter. And they're like, okay, here are the six ways that this would never pass UL testing. <laughs> Great. And like that made me squeamish about yes. buying stuff. That's not yes. UL certified. And all of yes. the, like if it's a real vendor, they'll be UL certified yes. where, where electricity is involved. It's not worth saving the three to five bucks. Yeah, don't burn your house down to uh, save a, a dollar. Yeah. Um, Wireless chargers are neat. They use yeah. a, they use this technology called inductive inductive charging, um, which if you ever had a Sonicare toothbrush in the nineties, oh huh, they use the you know it's a contactless charger. Oh, it's been around that long. It's been around for a long time. Okay. But the, but those things were essentially coming in actual physical contact. I mean, they still come in physical well, contact. Kinda, yeah, but now you're going through phone cases and stuff like that. Like there, there's a little <laughs> bit of separation there. So um, I wasn't thinking yeah, we were going to get into this, but inductive charging is subject to the inverse square law, Brad. <laughs> oh Do you know what the inverse square law is? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I recite it to myself every morning. It's a good idea. In the mirror. Um, in case, in case uh, the idea of the inverse square law is that with radiated energy, whether it's sound or, or a magnetic field or, la- or light or whatever, the amount of power you can deliver is inversely proportional to the square of the distance that you're delivering the power. Okay. So that means that at you know no centimeters, you deliver 100% of the power. At two centimeters, you deliver one quarter of the power that you do at one centimeter. At 10 centimeters, you deliver one one hundredth of the power so that you do accurate, at one centimeter. Accurate to say there's an exponential fall off. That is exactly as, what that means. As, yes. as distance increases. As distance increases, the, the amount of power decreases exponentially. Yes. So basically... You want these things to be close, and that's and and to be to clarify what you the the, the law that you just laid out that's through the air, right? That that's, is, that that wouldn't take into account going through physical objects, like a wire, for example, conducts electricity better than is a direct connection, yes. right? So that that it, I'm talking in the context of wireless charging. The reason I ask oh. is the reason I ask is I've seen YouTube videos out there of people testing, like, oh, I want to try to install this charger through my wooden desktop surface and yeah. stuff like that. What I mean is like that stuff is surely is going to further interfere with it depends. that output, right? It depends. So like there's a lot of stuff that's EM transmissive. So if you're, if you're talking about a wood desk in a magnetic field, those, unless the desk is really wet wood, okay. those aren't going to interfere with each other very much. Okay. Because uh, Vinny sent me a link to a YouTube video of a guy who's basically like a woodworking YouTuber, mm-hmm. but uh, he was building himself a desk and he did an experiment where he got under, underneath this thick wooden desktop that he built yeah, and drilled a big circular cutout and installed one of these things. But like he right could, up under the veneer? Yeah, but he had to get, I forget what it turned out to be, but he had to keep shaving and shaving and shaving more wood off until he finally got down to, I think it was a, a few millimeters before before the power would actually charge through the wood. So most of these inductive charging mats, like the Anker one that we were talking about before, the flat one that's on my on my nightstand, uh, work at most four centimeters away from the object. And like that, that's the theoretical maximum. Okay. In reality, 
the phone has to be on there. And if the if, for example, if you have a magnetic phone holder in your car, so there's a ferrous disc glued on the back of your phone, that's going to prevent the inductive yes. charger from working if you put it in the wrong place. Yeah. So yeah, basically. Basically, this is why this is why there's not this is why you don't just plug something into the wall that powers all the devices in your house constantly, right? Yes. Is because when you get five feet away from it, you're getting a thousandth of the fraction, uh, you know, a millionth of the power yeah. delivered to that. So unless it's a really really low current draw on the device, which we'll talk about in a little bit, or you have centuries to wait for your device to charge, yeah, or you use your device once every ten years, yeah. then yeah, um, it's like you have to be close to it. Yeah. So uh, these use resonant inductive coupling. Uh, basically what that means, it's the same thing that makes that delivers power to RFC, RFID and NFC tags so okay. that they can work without having batteries on them. Yes. And you have one coil that generates a magnetic field and another coil that resonates at the same frequency as that magnetic field. And that basically that magnetic field stimulates electrons to move through okay. the wires. So, <clears throat> so you get a small amount of power. Creating a funnel for electrons to move through kind of or a, a channel. You're convincing the electrons to do what you want using okay. magnets. Okay. How do they work? Yeah. I ask ICP. I don't know. Yeah. Efficiency is pretty good. Assuming yeah. you're at close range. It's like yeah. 80% for yeah. resonant magnetic, yeah. uh, magnetic induction. Uh, and there's a bunch of standards that support this. But there's really only one that matters in yeah. the world today, it seems that's, like. That's Qi, right? Qi, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is an open standard by the Wireless Power Consortium. You can charge, like I said, at distances up to four centimeters from the between the coils, not between like necessarily the pad and the... You know, if you have like a charging pad and you have a phone case and then the coils are inside the phone, the receiver coils are inside the phone, like that counts. It's it's coil to coil, not device to device. Right. We should we should mention up front that that's spelled QI. QI. If yeah. If you're looking to make sure your thing supports it. It's a it's a it's a Chinese name that I don't remember what it means. I think it's kind of the energy. Yeah. For inner, that makes sense. Inner inner energy kind of thing. Like like your your inward spirit inner force. Yes. yes. Okay. In reality, that means you have to put the phone exactly on the right spot on the pad. Yes. This is why I like the stand that you and I have, because you can't mess that up because you just rest the phone on the stand and it's in exactly the right spot. Whereas with the pads, you have to kind of like if you if you don't have the set, the part of the phone that has the coil in it on the the right part of the pad, then sometimes you'll wake up and your phone battery is like, oh, I have eight percent battery life. Right. Because 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 you didn't align the coil properly. Exactly. Uh, I I learned about this stuff just on the wire cutter. Like they've got a pretty decent breakdown of like kind of what some of the better uh, pads are and why. Yeah. And that's something they explain a lot is like. Oh, this one, the coils are not centered well, so you are going to have a harder time getting the phone to line up to make sure it works. Well, or like a lot of the early ones didn't have an indicator on the pad that told you when it was in the right spot. Yeah. So now like the, the, I had a Samsung pad that had an annoy, or, or sometimes they have an, the, the indicators too annoying. Like I had a Samsung pad that I gave to somebody because it, it had a blue ring yeah. around the yes. bottom of it that lit up the whole nightstand. I almost bought one of those until I saw people saying this thing is like a blinding nightlight. It is bright blue and nightmarish. Yeah. So, yeah, you want an indicator that tells you when it's in the right spot. Uh, your phone will obviously beep yes. and say, hey, I'm charging yeah. too. Yeah. But sometimes that's a little fiddly. The challenge with these is that they don't charge at like the full USB yeah. PD rates. Yeah. So you'll get at most uh, 36 watts, which is pretty good. Like it's good enough for a phone. You're yeah. not going to charge like a laptop with that probably right, right now. Um most of them are closer to 15 or nine Watts, even yeah. like the, like the stand that you and I have is a nine watt charger. It turns out that's fine. Yeah. Like if, because you're leaving your phone on it most of the day. Yes. For, for sort of passive phone use, it's totally fine. Like, yeah. I, like I said, that's why I keep a, a, a 
cord around just in case if I need a ton of power very quickly. Yeah. But if it's just something where you're going to leave your phone resting all day anyway, it's it's totally fine. Like my phone and and with the latest iOS update, I don't I assume Android does the same, but I haven't used an Android phone that has this. Um it it your phone looks at how you use the battery mm-hmm. and if you, like I spend most of my day sitting at my desk and then I go in the living room use the phone for a couple hours then I go back to my desk put the phone back on the charger it knows not to top it up above 80% right uh except for certain days yeah. when I when my schedule is predictable yeah it's really i have to say like I I bought two of these one for work and one for home yeah it has really simplified how i use and charge my phone like uh, i just kind of by and large, unless it's a weird special case, I just don't think about charging my phone anymore. It is. It's, it, it is. There's no anxiety about that anymore. When I, when I leave the house for work in the morning and when I leave work to come home every night, the phone is typically at 100% because it just sits on the charger. It, it means that I don't think about doing like if I'm going someplace, it means I don't think about eating my battery. Right. Like I, I, I'll play a game that I know is going to crush my battery because I, I know that I'm going to be in the bus for an right. hour right. and I'll have a charger where I'm going. Yes. Um, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's very good. There was another one of these that started out almost 10 years ago now called the Power Matters Alliance. It's dead. Um, <laughs> Sounds like power didn't matter uh, so much. Uh, rip. Uh, this Remember at Starbucks when you'd go to Starbucks and they'd have circles on the table you could put your phone on and it would not oh, charge because no. nobody's phone supported it. I never saw that. Huh? Yeah, they did that for a while. Okay. Uh, they cut a bunch of holes in Starbucks tables <laughs> and... You know, anyway, but they have not come back around and done that with Chi, the one that everybody actually has. Some are the game in cafes that have Chi pads on okay. the tables. That's cool, but not. I don't know if Starbucks does that. Yeah. Um, this got rolled up in the Alliance for Wireless Power. So the Power Matters Alliance got rolled up into the Alliance for Wireless Power. <laughs> Great. We, like, just to be clear, there is the, probably the most boring documentary in the world about how these standards companies, like, what the way the the life cycle of one of these companies that comes up with some new wireless charging technology is that somebody at MIT comes up with a does a dissertation and it's some revolutionary new technology they start a company the company raises a little bit of money can't productize it fast enough the patents get scooped up by one of the big endemic chip companies and then get rolled into one of these power consortiums and then the consortiums merge and then parts split off into other other applications and then those parts merge with other pieces and they all have basically the same name it's all all of the names are something with alliance and wireless and power like the Power Matters Alliance, the Alliance for Wireless Power, the Power, the Wireless Power Consortium. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Okay, so the wireless, the Alliance for Wireless Power, uh, ended up going on to do this thing called Airfuel. I think this is right. I apologize if I get this wrong. Uh, this is a next gen standard. Airfuel oh. is to do longer range charging. Okay, and this seemed like snake oil for a long time, but they use radio frequency instead of magnetic fields. Huh. Uh, and the, their products in the market as of I think CES this year. Okay, in terms of hearing aids. So if you think about a always on low power usage, you know, hearing aids usually use little tiny itsy bitsy batteries, like, yeah. you know, smaller than your, the tip of your fingernail. Right. And, uh, you put a, you put a duber in one of your wall, in your wall plugs. A duber? Yeah. This is a technical term. <laughs> and, uh, it's going to beam radio power to your hearing aids when you're in your house. So theoretically you shouldn't have to change your hearing aid batteries very often. Interesting. So they're rechargeable hearing aids, which is interesting conceptually while you're wearing them. While you're wearing them. Wow. That's does that's it while it's in your brain. Wild. Yeah. And a little frightening, but it's you know, fine. It's, RF is fine. And we have many, many, many longitudinal oh, studies that say long-term exposure to radio frequency is fine. Plus 7 billion people have been inundated by radio frequency for the last hundred years. Yeah. Anyway, 
There are problems with government regulation on that because the frequencies they use are not necessarily unregulated. Oh. So it's not in the it's not in the two point four. You know, it's not in the public publicly available spectrum parts that are necessarily accessible to everybody. And like you could theoretically do something like use microwaves to transmit a massive amount of power a really long way because we do that. But any water that gets in that beam is going to bad things are going to happen to it. Yeah, it's going to sure. get real hot. Yeah. Um, there's another version of chi. Actually, on the way. let me stop you. Like, yeah. haven't, have there been straight up military applications, at least maybe that haven't gotten out of R and D? But like, I don't know about I that. I feel like I feel like I've read for a long time about potential military uses of focused microwave microwave beams. I feel and like, stuff like that's that. a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can make water if you can make water boil from far away. You right. can make people like boil from uh, far away. Yeah, Gross. It's, yeah. It's, it's potentially dangerous. Um. But but the radio frequency stuff that air fuel uses is not in the microwave range. It's not going to make your it's not going to make your head boil. So do you, do, you, do you think that one has a chance of catching on? I don't. I think it's interesting. Like if you think about things like Internet of Things sensors and stuff like that that you may not necessarily have hardwire power for, but that you don't want to have to change batteries in every three months. I think that's I think that's the application for that stuff in the short term. Okay. Um, uh, Qi two is coming. It's just going to be faster charging rates. Um, seems. I mean, as the phones get more powerful, they're going to use more draw, so they're going to need bigger batteries, yada, yada. Um, the other really interesting one, there's a bunch of other stuff that I didn't get into because it was just too esoteric and weird. But there's an SAE standard called J2954. Mm, catchy. Yeah, it really rolls off the tongue. Again, that's J2954. Uh, it's wireless power transfer for electric vehicles. Oh. And it's up to 11 kilowatts transfer, which is pretty much it's in the same range as like the 240 volt wall chargers that you install in your garage or that are in like most municipal garages and stuff like that. It's not the, it's not the 480 volt DC chargers that you do it like a Tesla supercharger or one of the other fast charge stations. Um, but it's an inductive charger. Basically you, you park on a pad in your garage and you have to be in the right spot, but the car has sensors. So it, it like steers you to get, in exactly the right spot above the inductive charger. And then it charges at the normal rate wow. without you having to, to plug the big heavy cable. In. That's cool. And again, and again, that's just for convenience, right? It's just for, it's well, just, it's just so you don't have to remember to plug your car in every day it. when you get home. I had questions about it that I didn't, I wasn't able to find it. Well, so this actually shipped on a BMW 530E, which was only available for lease. It's a car that was only available for lease because presumably they're not, they don't want to support this if it doesn't work out. But a car seems like kind of like your phone on the desk overnight. Like that seems like a great use case because obviously your car is probably going to sit in your garage for 90% of the 12, time. 12, yeah, 12 hours, hours plus 15 hours overnight. So the, the question I had about this is I don't know if it's two way. So when you plug the cable in, your car becomes part of the electrical network. Oh, okay. In a way that's really interesting. Like in terms of like if the power company needs to lift if the power company needs to spin up a power plant because there's increased load because some factory came online or something, they can sag out of your battery in your car for a couple of minutes. Um, and it can help stay like having, having millions of electrical cars physically wired into the electrical network can help stabilize oh. the ebbs and flows of like, you know, green power generation and stuff like that. Sure. Sure. So and they, and they, and they I'm sure they track that pretty. Oh yeah. Pretty accurately. Yeah. It's in, in, in your bill. Yeah, your your the meters the the chargers for cars are smart. It's okay. not they're not just like a dumb plug that you plug in. They yeah. they're internet connected and they talk to the power company. Yeah, and they know what's going on. Okay, um, like like you even most electric cars you can even say hey I'm leaving at nine o'clock in the morning so it can optimize the charging oh. based on the cost of power on a minute by minute basis oh, wow. or hour by hour Jeez. basis based on your region. That's cool. 
I didn't know it was that granular. Mm-hmm. So like in California, when you buy an electric car, you get um, you get a dramatically decreased power price from nine or 11 p.m. until 5 a.m. because it costs more for them to spin power plants down oh. than it does to uh, you know turn them on and off. Sure. Than it does to just give people a massive discount. Anyway, perfect time to charge a car. Um, I saw this. I saw a demo of this when the when the MIT people were demoing it at a Silicon Valley demo days. I saw this in like 2006, and at the time it was a. It, I'm holding my arms like four feet apart, but it was an antenna like four feet apart, and they were lighting up a 150 watt light bulb from like four feet away. Wow! And I was like, that's you could hold, you could wave it in the field. Yeah. I was like, this is kind of cool, that's but neat. I don't, I don't see an application for this really. But now that they Guess have what, yeah, yeah, who knew? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's it. That's yeah. wireless power. Yeah, that's power. It's cool. It's cooler than you think. It is. If you don't use it, I highly recommend it. And it's not like it's expensive. Yeah. I mean, if you buy the Apple pad, it's expensive. Yeah. If you buy yes. an Anker or a Samsung pad, it's like 15 bucks. You definitely can pay $70, $80 for a charging pad for your phone, but you really shouldn't do that. And you can also do that if you have an Apple Watch, you have the new AirPods with the with the charging case. Neither of those things need wireless charging. Uh, maybe, maybe the watch does, but like... It already has the wireless clip-on thing on the back. The 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 AirPods you charge charge in like twenty minutes. It's no big deal. I just plug them in. Um, but the phone is incredibly useful to have the have the wireless totally. charger for. Yes, it'll change your life in yeah. a very minor kind of like con- convenient way. Yeah, in a way that you'll never think about again. And you'll just, be like, oh man, it's nice not to have just to plug stuff in. One less thing to worry about. I wish I had a good. I wish there was a good magnetic wireless charging mount for the car. Mm. That's if anybody I'm, has wow, one of those, they like that. You'd think that would just be ubiquitous at this point. Well, they're kind of antithetical to each other because like the magnetic mount and the wireless, like, like I said, if you have a magnetic disc on the back of your phone, oh, right, right. The, it yes. blocks the inductive yes, charging. Yes, yes. So like you have to, you have to put it all the way at the bottom or all the way at the top of the phone, the disc, like mine is behind my sticker well, are there, here. Are there some, <clears throat> excuse me, are there some that don't use magnets out there that would just use like a clasp or some kind well, they, of Yeah, they're clamp? definitely clamps. Okay. But I want the mat. I, I like. Mm. I just look. It's nice to just put the phone and chalk it up you there. Just gotta magnetize everything, don't you? How do they work, man? Yeah. Hey, we had a ton more listeners last week. Yeah. The last couple of weeks, yeah, people, people have found so nice. us. Yeah. So I so assume welcome. you thank you all for telling your friends hello, new people. Yeah. Um, if you like the show, tell your friends, please. We see a lot of good comments on Twitter and stuff. I love seeing that. Yeah. It's really, really gratifying. Yes. And yeah, if you like us, put a review on iTunes or or you know wherever your podcast may be found. Yeah, it's hugely but t- helpful. But tell people. Yeah, that's that helps more than anything else. Spread the good word. Yeah, tell them what your favorite episode. Tell us what your favorite episode. Tell us which episodes you like. The survey was really useful. Thanks yeah. to everybody who filled that out. Yes. As we said before, you have our undying gratitude. And I guess we'll be back next week with another episode. We sure will. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.